Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with GetWisdom.com director and founder, Carl Mollison. Carl, being able to talk directly to Creator is, well, quite a revelation and has brought many surprises compared to the ancient scriptures. In our first show, we talked about what Creator is really like, how the divine is not harsh or judgmental and does not command people to do things, but instead allows us to have free will totally. That's an example of why Creator wants, us to, up, wants to update us to correct false ancient teachings and to hold us back, that are holding us back. In our second show, we shared some of Creator's wisdom about the importance of prayer, how to do it correctly, in ways to get results, and even greatly enhance our prayer power. Last week, we introduced the Lightworker Healing Protocol that Creator has inspired as a comprehensive tool to request divine healing for any of our problems. This week, Tarl, we're going to be talking and tackling the problem of evil. Uh, Carl, what does Creator teach us about evil affecting today's world? Well, this is a central question in a lot of concerns of humanity and has been all through history, as everybody knows. It's interesting that um, this is a sticking point for people when it comes to belief. And it's, it's understandable that people get discouraged when they see so much evil in the world and then wonder where is God and all this and how does that fit in. So we've been kind of building with the idea there is a divine realm. We're getting coaching and help and new information to help us with belief and help us use a divine path to make our lives better. And now we're going to really get into the reasons why this is so very important. Because we're not just left alone to have happiness and joy and explore and experience things and make our way as best we can, but without any hindrances. And we have some major ones, but let's talk about evil and where it comes from and why this is uh, an issue a lot of people need to work through. And so we're going to start there because we want everybody to revisit the idea of a divine realm and the importance of having a partnership. So I asked Creator in my channeling, what is the answer to the argument posed by non-believers that if God exists, it's either all powerful but not all good, or on the other hand, good but not all powerful? In other words, why does God tolerate evil, which they claim destroys the Christian argument for God's existence either way. And here is Creator's answer. This is a false dichotomy altogether. In a world of infinite possibilities, which is the definition of the Almighty being omnipotent and omniscient, does it make sense that there is only one way for the divine to be? either benevolent and loving, but of limited power and limited reach, or tolerant of evil and perhaps aiding and abetting retribution. This is a quite limited perspective indeed. It is no different in a simple sense than deciding that children have no parents 
because they're fighting on the playground. And certainly if parents existed, they would swoop in and set things right. The existence of one is not proof the other does not exist. It is simply a question of what one is observing and under what conditions and from what vantage point. The divine does not swoop in to correct all acts of evil because free will choices are allowed. Just as children are allowed certain freedoms and ideally not hovered over constantly by parents correcting them endlessly and giving them instructions from moment to moment to totally control their behavior. That would be a prescription for disaster when the intent is to raise a healthy, well-balanced, confident child who can govern their own life effectively and become self-sufficient and start a family of their own at some point. The analogy, although a simplistic one, is not so different from the problem of humans being offspring of a divine consciousness, being given the opportunity to learn and grow, test their own limits, develop their own muscles and learn from their mistakes, how to be, how to share, how to fit in, how to give and receive love, and what will happen when they do not do this well. Even though we appear to never be on the scene, the reality is completely the opposite. We are present within everything. We are present within every living, breathing human being. We know everyone's thoughts and feelings. And when we are invited to participate, we'll be an active part of every person's life, giving them support, help, guidance, healing, and protection by turns, as there may be a need. And as their desire for divine cooperation and an interplay allows us to step into those roles. Even then, we do it in a subtle way from within, and this has the advantage of helping the person feel they're proceeding through their own strength and wisdom, and they can take the credit. This is a great way to build confidence and to become successful. To always turn to a higher power and allow it to make decisions and implement things, will disempower a person and become such a crutch they'll be weakened and unable to think for themselves at some point because they will have been so used to relying on what the divine chooses and does, they will no longer be self-sufficient and will be weakened in the process. There is wisdom in this arrangement. It is not a perfect one and not truly of our choosing. The humans are disconnected from the divine through outside intervention and corruption, not because we wish the world to be this way. This is yet another example of the vast array of possibilities here in having a divine being having only two possible perspectives and modes of conduct. The reality of existence is far more complicated than this. There are many players with many competing agendas and differing schools of thought about belief in the divine, all of which have consequences in how we interact or do not interact. 
the lessons are important and need to be learned. And boy, indeed. Um, the creator here is describing that evil does in fact exist and is a predictable consequence in a universe allowing free will to explore all possibilities. I mean, clearly evil is a possibility as an expression of uh, behavior, of, re- of, of thought, of, of direction. So people sometimes refer to this as a duality, that everything has an opposite. But really, it's like a thousand shades of grades. As Creator had said, it's very complicated. Uh, Creator also makes clear the importance of us taking responsibility for our actions, even in learning what we must do to get divine help, and that it won't happen automatically. Yes, this is a very important way things work that people really need to understand because it really explains a lot. It explains the mystery of what God is doing when all of this chaos is rolling forth. God is present. God is watching. And a part of it all as an observer and a loving tender to our energy to keep the life going within us, but allowing us autonomy. That's the true gift of free will. And this free will has created the possibility of evil. This duality means there's a spectrum, a range of options from positive to negative. Everything has an opposite. For the up, there's the down. For the in, there's the out. For the left, there's the right. For the good, there's the bad. For divine, there is the evil, the opposite of the divine. Something to rob love from others and joy from an experience. There is an initial primary cause of evil that everything undesirable can be traced back to. And this is a hidden, invisible force of darkness. But it is healable. And this is really crucial to know because it explains so much about the human dilemma, human behavior, and human culture. Why the world is often such a mess. I had always heard about the idea of demonic beings, demonic spirits. It's in the Bible. The fallen angels are described there. And, of course, all in culture, there are many examples of spirit manifestations or stories about them, at least. Many screenplays about spirit possession and and so forth. A lot of dark doings. And the whole problem of evil looms out there because it's apparent in the actions of so many individuals. Well, there is an interconnection here, and it's the key to really understanding why this is so. There are a group of such beings, a consciousness that each of them has with an agenda to work against the light. And that is what is corrupting things. It taints things, and it infests things. It's very much like the microbial realm, where you have diseases that can commence and overtake a person and even kill them many times. 
And it's all done by invisible organisms. You can't see them with the visible eye, but you see the consequences. This is true of a spirit possession. When spirit energy of these dark beings can get into the energy of a person, they can take up residence and live within them and produce things that are undesirable because they rub off. They corrupt the person from within their own mind in a very deep way. There's a deep level of the mind science doesn't know about. And that is the playground for these dark spirits. And it explains why people can have these on board and be completely unaware. So it's an insidious problem. Just like you don't know about all the germs that are residing in your body and the body cavities and all through the digestive tract. They just sort of live and lay low, don't make their presence overtly apparent. It's the same with these dark beings. They're in there to tap energy. And that's what they're after. They're a true parasite. And it's important to note that, you know, 150 years ago, uh, science, quote unquote, um, insulted and, and belittled anybody that believed in germ theory. Germ theory was seen as quackery like 150 years ago. Yes, absolutely. And boy, is it important to know about because <laughs> there are steps you can take, like simple hygiene, let alone the, the medications when things get out of hand. Well, there's an answer for having dark spirits poking us and prodding us and manipulating us many times. And that is reaching out to the divine for assistance with this. You, you can't do it very well on your own. If you reach to the divine for help, they can come and simply remove these beings. And it's not a difficult thing. It takes strong belief in the divine. And of course, this is a liability many have. But it's something that you can get assistance from others to help with if you're feeling a little bit shaky with your level of belief. And of course, if you're under a situation where you're being tormented and really perturbed in a serious way, then you need help with it to make it effective and certain. And this is the answer. This is all fixable. It is all healable. But it's quite a large aggregate of these dark beings that we're talking about. 90% of people have these beings in their energy. 90%. The people you know in your life, walking around, you see every day, 9 out of 10, have some of these dark spirits in their energy and extracting some energy from them. And doing worse, if they can, to make them out of sorts, to stir up their fears, to trigger them with deep awareness of past difficulties and problems. Carl, we're already working through this session pretty quickly. I think there's probably time to read the next channeling if you want to get to that. Uh, well, here's... We'll continue, continue with your thoughts. Well, here's... here's where this comes from. And I asked creator the following question from someone who follows our work. 
Is the myth of the fallen ones true? Lucifer turning away from the source and causing havoc down on the earth and why angels in some parts of the Bible are described as dangerous beings. And Creator answers, we applaud the questioner for their intelligence in discerning the disparities, and these questions are quite important and quite central to the dilemma of humanity. The major source of negativity in the human realm is called, caused by the fallen angels. The story is described in the Bible is fairly accurate. There was a being named Lucifer and the leader of the departing fallen. And the dilemma that was created by the decision to turn away has created huge negative karma for all these angels. So they are an angelic cohort in origin, but are not an angelic cohort in terms of their current behavior and function. They have given up any claim to divinity by choosing this dark path. This is a temporary state of affairs, quite akin to someone who in the physical becomes a serial killer because of distortions within the mind and perhaps external manipulation, but who nevertheless is off their spiritual path. Eventually, they will find their way back. The fallen angels have the greatest distance to to go because they come from the loftiest of heights and turned away and have been out of touch and out of true connection for such a long time and now fear the light. It will be very difficult for their return. This is a project that is ongoing. Your channel is contributing, in fact, to the rescue of many fallen angelics. This is very worth doing because it, in a sense, is cleaning up the environment, removing evil influence that will plague humanity until the ship is righted. The contest of dark and light proceeds through them. They are the source of all corruption. This channeling continues further, but I will stop at this point so we can discuss the consequences for us as human beings. So the good news is there is an answer for this, but it's a serious problem and all pervasive. And we need to be aware of that. Yeah. You talked about 90% of us have spirit attachments. I mean, if you do the math, there's like almost 8 billion people. And if uh, 90% of those have spirit attachments, um, and perhaps more than one, as we know, that uh, they outnumber humanity itself, perhaps. These, well, these parasites. They do, in fact, because the average person has a group of seven of these in their being. That's the going rate. The average is seven per person. And they are all evil in their thoughts and feelings. And it's their makeup. They fear the light. They've turned away. And they've lived for thousands of years now in this mode. As criminals, they're the criminal element of the spirit realm. They're the opposite of the beneficial angelics who work with the divine each and every day to help us. Wow, it's uh, something to think about. And, you know, all religious traditions have um, an angelic uh, beings as part of their, their, their outlooks. Um, so it's not something that's just unique to Christianity. I mean, all religions recognize angelic existence. Absolutely. 
The Quran is filled yes. with the accounts of this and the Muslim teachings. We're coming up on a break, Carl. Um, be sure to check out getwisdom.com and get our free uh, free ebooks. You can get the one on prayer, uh, getwisdom.com slash prayer. You can get the one on uh, Creator Speaks, getwisdom.com slash creator. And we'll be back after this break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars featured the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Get Wisdom. Carl, as uh, shocking as it may be to skeptics and non-believers, the scriptures turn out to be right about many things. These fallen angels referred to in the Bible as, as demons. We've all heard of them. Uh, you call them spirit meddlers, and I believe you learned this from channeling archangels who use this term, simply because it's less scary than talking about demons. I mean, demons are extremely frightening to, to the vast majority of people, and they were to me as a child. Uh, but the term spirit meddler is very descriptive about their mentality and the role they play in influencing us. This is very much true. They're not just passive, parasitic beings drawing basic energy away. They're energy starved, and they want more, and they perturb their host in order to get it. If they can make a person unhappy, if they can make them angry, if they can make them sad even, more energy has to flow in to help the person cope with that. That's like the current is increasing through the house wiring and then the lights brighten because you've got more juice there to support what's going on and the energy demand. So they deliberately try to mess with people. And it's also a win for them from their perspective. They want to cause trouble. I started out doing spirit removal following from training as a hypnotist to use the subconscious as a gateway to information about what's going on internally in people and help with emotional repair and trauma resolution work. 
And I had a colleague who did spirit releasement work with his wife for many years. She was an intuitive, and she could tune into the dark spirits in someone anywhere, remotely. And she passed on, and he gave a course in how to do this for hypnotists. And I went mostly out of curiosity, and I was shocked to learn that I could close my eyes, go into a trance state, and tune into people and scan them and see if they had such dark energy inside them. This was quite an eye-opener. It's nothing like experiencing something for yourself to believe in it. And that's, that's how I am. I've got to see it to believe it. <laughs> and fortunately, my intuition is visual. And you know, like they say, a picture, you know, seeing is believing. And, right. and so that really, really helped me. So that first training, I want to tell the story. We had some time at the end, and one of the things in the news at that point was this attack by Jared Loeffner on the congresswoman, Gabby Giffords. He shot a bunch of people, including her. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, he killed some. He was on the cover of Time magazine looking demented. They had a real dark red picture of him with a kind of weird expression on his face and so on. <clears throat> so... I asked, can we clear this fellow? You know, it's a good deed. You know, the guy is, you know, certifiably insane and in prison. And he, if he's under torment, you know, let's take that away. And so I was volunteered to be the channel and talk to the darkest spirit meddler in him and get it moved to the light. And so I did in front of the group. And it was quite enlightening to talk to a dark spirit because you learn the mentality directly. And this guy was very proud of his handiwork. And one of the things he said, recounting his exploits, was a time when he was inside of a very important general and at the height of a battle for the nation, distracted the general at just distracted the the general's horse, that's what it was, at just a key moment, and the horse wheeled around a little bit, and he then did not see a fatal blow heading his way by a swordsman on another horse and was killed. They lost the battle. They lost the war. Wow. And it was a victory for the dark side, you know, for the, for the darkness. Well, it's interesting because... This is very telling. This is my first introduction to the whole subject. I knew nothing about this, what wow. they could do, that they even existed. And flash forward now through my channeling, I learn all kinds of stuff that they do. One of which, interestingly, is causing 30% of traffic accidents. They're caused by a spirit meddler attachment in the driver seeking to distract them at a key moment and cause mayhem. This was confirmed by creator as being so. So that just gives you some idea of what can go wrong. So I want to relay a number of examples of what can happen because the reality here is more people are haunted than houses. We're talking 90%. And most people are completely unaware they have a spirit possession, but it can drain their energy. And it can cause things to go wrong. It's a big factor in school failure in children, 
the bullying they do to one another, the meanness of teachers is partly due to this because the teachers have corruption. You know, and I want to point out that if even if you are free of this infection, 90% of the people around you have it, and that's going to directly impact your life as well. Absolutely. And you will always be targeted because this is what they do. They look for people who are un, untaken and, and available potentially and will go after them relentlessly because people are in demand. The spirits outnumber us. And the effects can range from just simple fatigue to anxiety and fear to impulsive behavior, like we were saying. Mm-hmm. You know, a distraction at just the wrong time. Or an impulse to do something reckless, ill-considered. On the way to depression, and then to alcohol and drug abuse, they facilitate that. It's also a gateway to spirit possession because it weakens the energetic fields that are a defense. And, and this kind of explains the slippery slope. You know how we've been warned that you start with cigarettes and graduate to marijuana and then on to cocaine and heroin and then you rest. Well, they're, they're, skidding, they're, they're greasing that skid. They're helping yes. that elevation. Yes, yes, very much so. And this is a hidden menace. And it's all interrelated because the severe emotional problems getting into the range of mental illness diagnosable, things like cutting behavior, suicidal thoughts, hearing voices, and physical violence emanate from spirit mental attachment influence of the person. Mental illness is often a spirit attachment problem. And this is especially true for the very severe forms. People can get out of sorts and they can develop problems and uh, neurotic behavior, anxiety disorders and so on. And a lot of that is karmic in origin. The, The slings and arrows of life, the disappointments and trouble and trauma and maybe from spirit attacks. But the spirits can directly alter human minds. And they cause 100% of schizophrenia, obsessive compulsive disorder, oppositional defiant disorder, the personality disorders, the so-called character disorders of narcissism, and the sociopaths who lack a conscience Because what's going on is they're closing down the link to your higher self, which is the seat of conscience. When you can't connect to your higher self and have no conscience, you feel no guilt. And you're more apt to do something of personal benefit and take advantage of someone else. And that's where these these problems come from. And science is on the verge of seeing this because they see the associations here. There was a a key paper in Nature, arguably the world's um, top science journal, very recently. And they've done research to look at the causes of schizophrenia, not knowing how to treat it very well. They thought, well, if they can find the causes, the predisposing factors, 
maybe those can be dealt with more readily and then it could be prevented. So they studied groups of children over decades from infancy on into young adulthood where, when schizophrenia typically manifests. And here's what they found at each of the ages, each of the milestones. What they found was bullying or abuse of some kind of the person. And then in the later years up through the teen years, and association with marijuana use, very high percentage of the time, as well as other kinds of uh, abuse experiences and bullying continues. Well, that is what these spirits do when they're inside of you. They bully you. Bullying is a predisposition to emotional turmoil within Mm-hmm. The worse it gets, the more the spirits can have a field day and worsen that and eventually tip the mind out of balance in a way to cause a frank breakdown. And this is where these psychoses come from. It is a breakdown engineered by the onboard spirit attachments. And its serious nature is because there is an actual alteration of the mind. And it takes some doing to heal it at that point. It's easier to prevent it by removing spirits from people. But all of it is healable. But it helps to know the true origin. Well, energy flows kind of like a river in a way. And if you were to redirect a stream, it's going to take some work and some some effort to put it back to where it originally was. You know, because we, we'll talk in other episodes about cellular memory and that kind of thing as well. So this is very insidious. It is. And this is the source of evil in human behavior. When you've got a corrupting influence like this that can wreak havoc with how you think and put ideas in your head. This is, this is as bad as it gets. And, you know, the problem of mental illness is, is very disturbing for people. And it, it's, it's a huge problem in society. It's growing by leaps and bounds. And no one knows why. But the prevalence has increased dramatically. And this isn't a good sign. And I think the word think alone might be a touch misleading. It's more like thinking with a tremendous amount of emotion attached. Yeah, And I think it's the emotion that is the fuel for their ability to be able to really manipulate. Yes. And so this is true across the spectrum of emotional problems. So the milder things, you know, just anxiety and so forth, a high percentage stems from onboard spirit attachments, stirring up trouble, stirring up things to make the person fear something. So almost half of the anxiety disorders have, this is a major cause, as well as clinical depression, mood disorders, bipolar, and the whole issue of criminal conduct is 90% due to spirit attachments. This is where crime truly comes from. It's a departure of morality because of spirit corruption. Even interpersonal relationships suffer when these beings are on board. They are the cause, I am told by Creator, of 76% of divorces. Wow. 
And if you can think of like a bad influence inside each party and getting an argument going, ramping it up, adding more hatred, more anger or fear, and then a reaction to that into the mix, and people know one another's hot buttons and the spirits egg them on inside them. And this leads to a breakdown of the relationship. This is a difficult problem because, you know, when you talk to people about who they really are and who they quote unquote feel they are, that word feel comes in. You know, a lot of a lot of people identify with what they feel far more than what they think. And if that feeling can be manipulated to be negative, to be, um, you know, to create problems and stir up uh, discord, that's a huge problem. Yes. And. This is why it's such a dangerous thing to leave unopposed. We all have weaknesses. We all have sore spots and triggers that we don't want to be reminded of. We don't want to be accused of. We don't want to be judged by. And the spirits inside people learn about them and understand these mechanisms, and they prey on it. They they use that as a tool, as leverage to make things worse for the person. And it starts in infancy. It, 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 it's, this is so shocking. What I'm told is that when you have colicky babies, you know, when they're just crying, mm-hmm. crying, 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 and, oh, yes. you know, it's assumed to be gas in the belly or something, but you can burp them all you want, and they still scream and stuff. 72% of colic in babies is due to spirit tormenting going on inside them. Children are so vulnerable, and they're wide open. You know, people assume that they're under some kind of divine protection because they're innocent, right? They haven't sinned. You know, why wouldn't the angels guard them, protect them, and so on? The angels only do that when they're asked to do so. This is a weakness in the system, in the teaching, in the religious training. Night terror is another huge problem in children from spirit possession, at least 40% of the time. And then even things like chronic bedwetting, 79% of the time, it's a spirit manipulation of the bladder sphincter. They can perturb muscles in the body to give you twitches and ticks. They can perturb nerves to make them fire or to prevent them from firing. So they can weaken the the action of a sphincter. And wow. they do this because they know it's going to get the kid in trouble. Well, we're coming up on a break, Carl, but I want to point out that there's a positive answer to all of this. There's a way to combat this and turn this around, and we're going to be getting into that in the next segment. Uh, be sure to Go to GetWisdom.com and download the 10 Principles for Divine Living. Uh, you can get that at GetWisdom.com slash 10, T-E-N. That's GetWisdom.com slash 10, T-E-N. And we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance. 
from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to our final segment here on Get Wisdom. Uh, We're talking about spirit meddlers and how they affect us humans. Carl, continue. Okay. Well, the problem of spirit possession is amazingly commonplace. And because they're in so many people and they can do so many things, depending on the personal vulnerability, and that varies. Not everyone is as vulnerable as others. But in the dark corruption that happens, you not only have a huge crime problem and huge discord in all levels of society that's endemic, you have kids at school bullying one another, teachers bullying the students. You have people in the workplaces backbiting, gossiping, undermining and sabotaging others to get an in with the boss. And, of course, on the national and international scale, it's a huge issue because these beings fan all of these difficult dark behaviors. They're a major influence in international affairs, in the global tensions, and turning to warfare. They are part and parcel of evil wherever you find it, in small ways and large. We can learn and then do it on our own spontaneously. It's not that we're incapable. It's all because we have free will. But here, I want to read a channeling for you that's an example of how these spirit meddlers can stir up and play off our individual histories. This is the karmic history of past trauma that comes back around again and again and causes weaknesses. And I asked Creator about a tragic murder-suicide that left some of the victims as earthbound spirits needing rescue to get them to the light. And we'll be talking more about that problem in our next show because we're going to talk about the, the problem with human spirits that are wandering about and attaching to people. All right, so here's the question I asked Creator. A client of ours has been praying for two children and their father who lived around the corner and were murdered a couple of weeks ago by the father. He shot them dead as they huddled together, left them there to be discovered by their mother 
and killed himself sometime after. Are these people all safely in the light or in need of spirit rescues? And what were the reasons for this murder-suicide event to happen? And Creator answers, the older child is safely in the light. The younger child and the father are not, and so are in need of a spirit rescue. This is a good illustration of the ability of the spirit meddlers to stir up old karma and capitalize on it to create mayhem in the current lifetime. In the case of this family, there was a previous calamity caused by the negligence of the father and resulting in the death of his children. This was witnessed directly by the wife in that prior lifetime all of whom have reincarnated as a family unit and were poised to have a healthy and happy family life together as a process of healing for the past losses and tragedy. Because of spirit meddler interference in their lives, stirring up the karmic energies of the prior events, this created a state of energetic imbalance in which they were able to tip the father into a state of inner despair and were able to persuade him to believe killing the children would be the best solution to save them from bad things coming. This, of course, makes no sense to an outside observer here and could only be the work of a deranged person. When such a deranged act takes place within an otherwise normal family during peacetime, When there's no visible threat abroad in the land bearing down on them, the only thing contradicting this objective outsider perception is the fact it is untrue. There was indeed something terrible bearing down on them all. And this was the very force within the father in particular, ginning up the fear and persuading the father to take matters into his own hands. Such events are not driven by logic, but there is a kind of interior logic in relationships to prior events, where the karmic destiny is creating a conduit for certain situations to arise with greater likelihood, with no inner resistance, but rather an anticipation and leaning towards them. And this will lead to choices to not only allow, but to facilitate an even more extreme act of killing that seems to the distorted mind an answer to a prayer and will often be presented as such, even citing the divine as the inspiration. But of course, being given through a false messenger in the form of a spirit meddler, wanting to undermine them and torment them by generating as great a fear within as possible, simply to gain more energy for their selfish needs. This could have been prevented with a simple lightworker healing protocol session done on each party, including the mother, and is an example of the kind of event the protocol can routinely forestall but will be otherwise unseen. Who would imagine such a thing befalling an otherwise average family, one having problems, but certainly not calling for such a catastrophe? This is the power of healing, 
when taken seriously as an opportunity and an obligation both on the part of all to ensure their lives are receiving attention and support to the greatest extent possible. This is the takeaway message for all. One never knows what might be lurking in their karmic closet, so to speak, that could leap forth and cause a tragedy to happen, shortening one's life or the lives of an entire family. Wow. You know, it's interesting that uh, you talk about this example that creators shared, um, that that the father felt some kind of threat and was somehow persuaded to believe that the killing of the children was for their benefit, that it would save them from a worse fate somehow. Yes. And, and like, of course, where, where would that come from? <laughs> well, the, main, the mainstream view, of course, is this is a mental illness blooming in this person. This is a delusional thought. And delusional thinking is mental illness, psychosis at the extremes. It is that. <laughs> yes. But well, what's that, the cause of it, though, is the question. Yeah. Well, exactly. And that's our point here. That is just a label. And it's handy and convenient. But it skirts around the issue. Where does this come from? And it seems logical to think that the mind is the thinking apparatus. And if it gets disturbed or perturbed and has an illness encroach, it's going to perturb your thinking. But why does it create scenarios that have logic and reason behind them? Exactly. Exactly. And a plot line. And often a very careful orchestration of planned behavior to bring about a huge catastrophe of some kind. And this is precisely what happens with all of these big acts of random seeming gun violence. They will often describe that they had an agenda, they were on a mission. And and if you listen to what they say, they may well share that they had someone informing them of its importance and they were doing it for a high purpose perhaps for Allah perhaps for God perhaps because an angel visited them and gave them a job to do that would help wake up people to the problems of the world the problems of society and make them an object lesson by killing them and so a, lot of, a lot of these people are actually hearing voices they're actually hearing voices Yes. And, and and maybe you're having a conversation with them. Yes. So how this is where you get back to the point you just made about how can something that has a plot line, you know, that has rationality, that has a beginning and an end, how can that be just a chemical reaction? It doesn't make any sense. Well, it's it's understandable because the mind does put logical thoughts together and, and then does put illogical thoughts together at times. But right. but the deeper issue here is that there's only one difference between the people who hear voices and the people who don't, but also have voices talking to them. The people who hear voices are just especially sensitive to the presence of these beings, and they hear intuitively the thoughts of those angelic fallen ones. Right. The average person has voices talking to them all day long, 
all night long, the spirit meddlers inside them. But it stays in this deep subconscious layer that's disconnected from conscious awareness. So they don't actually hear voices in their head, but they feel the results of that conversation taking place deep within them. Exactly. So they may start their day with an agenda of vengeance as an undercurrent within the deep subconscious, and that will float up as ideas along the way during the day, looking for opportunity to lash out, to strike out at someone or something, to ventilate, or to go and right a wrong and seek restitution for an old grievance. This is how fights get started. This is how crimes start happening, assaults and worse. And a lot of the people you see at these public demonstrations where riots get going, you know, this is a phenomenon and it's assumed to be just all too human potential and behavioral repertoire that when people get together, trouble often happens and it's like it rubs off. There's a kind of crowd mentality the mass hysteria, whatever you want to call it, and suddenly people are rioting and looting and smashing windows and setting cars on fire, you know, and they may never have thought of going out to do that. I mean, obviously, sometimes those things are planned and orchestrated, but sometimes they're truly spontaneous. But this really really provides an explanation for overreaction, you know. Yes, yes, exactly. So the, the match is lit, inside the people from their spirit attachments, using that opportunity, seeing that they can get the person going, get them agitated, and then ramp that up more. And then pretty soon someone takes a swing at someone, and then a scuffle, and then people crowd around, and they start pushing, and then they don't like that, and they start hitting one another, and then it just spreads. And so this is all a consequence of this corruption. So you were, you were commenting about the 10 divine principles uh, uh, before we started this current yes. segment. And the fact we have this available, this is an updating of the 10 commandments. Well, these are loving invitations and in how to live on a divine path. Number one is raise up the self with no harm to others. Number two is raise up others with no harm to the self. It's about balance, but what a civilized way to live. How the world works is nothing like these two principles would bring about if they were understood, embraced, and put into action. It won't happen when a lot of what goes on in the world is driven by this dark spirit corruption. Exactly. Carl, we're, we got less than two minutes left. Can you believe it? Uh, why don't you tell us what's coming next week? Well, next week, we're going to continue talking about spirit problems, but the problem of the wandering lost soul human spirits who remain earthbound. This is a huge problem people are unaware of. One out of three people don't make it back to the light. They need help. They need your help and my help because we have to request the divine realm to rescue them, and we can. This is a fascinating story, and there's many consequences of this, 
And it's a beautiful illustration of how you can be a force for good in the world in very unexpected ways. It's, it's really quite amazing. Well, check out GetWisdom.com. We have a, uh, an e-book that you can download there that describes the Lightworker Healing Protocol, which we'll be talking about in future segments in more detail, which can help the lost soul spirits as well as even the spirit meddlers themselves. So come on back next week and learn all about it. Uh, Carl, thank you very much for uh, joining us once again on this. Yes, and, and, uh, and thanks to everyone out there listening to this. We need this information to spread. That's why we're here and why we're doing this, so that more people are awakened to the need for action on their part through prayer, through doing healing work, or hiring people to do healing work. So check us out at GetWisdom.com, and we'll see you next week. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 